Welcome to the Hook and Ladder Podcast, National Championship Game Picks, some bowl game recap, and then getting into college hoops full-fledged for the first time this winter. Justin Santu, Colin O'Donnell. Colin, what's up? How are you? Doing well. It's Friday. Can't complain. You know, one of the benefits of uh, the college basketball season is now we're going to be in a good mood every time we talk to you. Yeah, well, I mean, as opposed to college football, where I, I – I backed up my brutal regular season with an even worse bowl season. Um, just got awful. Uh, but it is Friday. College hoops coming up this weekend. Big, big Saturday slate. I uh, can't wait to touch on that later in the pod. Um, but the college football season, not over yet. Not over yet. Um, it was a bowl season for both of us. Uh, not just from a gambling perspective, but for our programs. A bowl season to forget. Well, it was a bowl season that I was part of. Rutgers played in a bowl game. And, like, that's just, you know, I'm still pretty pumped about it. I was talking to my buddies today about the coach. All those years of that APR finally playing off, paying off. I know, seriously. I was talking to my buddies about it, um, and it was just uh, we were discussing our offensive coordinator's play calling, and I was like, I thought he did a really good job in the first half of the bowl game. And I, like, smiled. I was like, yeah, that's right. The bowl game. We were in the bowl game, but um, bad job by us betting wise. Um, like God, fucking awful for me. Like you were just kind of like meh. You know what I mean? I was just terrible. Um, but you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. I mean, I'm here just to provide some 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 smiles, uh, some fat jokes, and uh, some fade material, and then then I bring it in college hoop season. So, um, college football, Cal. Let's break down quickly how we how we did over the last. So last we talked, it was right after Christmas. Um, and since then, uh, the college football bowl picks, you were five and seven uh, for minus two point seven units. That's bad, but it's really good in comparison to me as I went a really remarkable one and six for minus 5.6 units so just really bad really bad job out of us um what what could we have done better like, i, I mean thought- bowl seasons bowl season's tough because it, it you know like you don't really know it, it's fun to give picks out but it, you don't know who's playing who's sitting like virginia tech had half their team out and i i bet on them yeah. that didn't work um oregon had even more out than i thought yeah um Penn State had a ton of people out when I bet on minus one. And then uh, North Carolina somehow fucking lost. So, you know, you know, what, what the hell is that? Yeah. Yeah. We'll get into, we'll get into each game a little bit. We'll quickly go game by game. Um, and then we'll, we'll break down the, the national title game between Alabama and Georgia. And it, it, this year, Colin, it was, it was more unpredictable than usual because usually it's just you've got your pro opt-outs this year with covid kind of rearing its ugly head like you just had no idea who was even going to be be playing like lsu ended up having like 40 guys available um certain teams just dropped out of bowl games like we i know we both really looked at the nc state ucla game as a game we both really wanted to watch that game got canceled day of um which sucks and you know i guess uh it is what it is but Let's let's quickly go game by game and then spend the majority of our time on on the national title game, where I believe we're going to be head to head. But uh, <laughs> no, no spoilers. <laughs> All right. Um, 
Western Michigan blew out Nevada. We didn't really have a play on that. Um, Nevada was missing like their entire team. Like that's just like a, a classic example of bowl season. Nevada opened seven point favorites. They closed seven point dogs and then lost by 40 points. Like that's yeah. what we're dealing with here. Um, yeah. It's tough. Yeah. I, didn't, I mean, it's not like we have we have a winning regular season to, to back up on, but <laughs> I mean, we were much better in the regular season. I, I I feel like I just want to get this out there because I was looking at at my my track record this year and just really disappointed because I mean I bled money like this was a, a cash spewing year and that's really disappointing. I don't want to do that again. Like next year I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm driven. I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna get complacent in November when college hoop starts up. Like I am I am recommitting myself to being a successful college football gambler um, because I don't like losing money doing this. And I feel like I feel like it's it's I'm capable of doing better. So I'm not I don't want to lose again. Next year I'm not losing. Like I'm not losing money. Like I don't want to lose money next year. There we go. That's that's the strategy we need. I need to get my ass beat. Like I had to get my ass beat for for to really kind of refocus um auburn lost to houston 17 to 13 ended up being a really good game auburn had a few opt-outs uh houston played really well defensively um dana holgerson with a 12-win team how about that yeah pretty solid uh tj finley not that guy uh zach calzada yep now transferring into auburn what do you think of that i don't know i mean i don't think he's really that good either i mean i don't i think he's all right I think he's an all right quarterback. Who's going to start for AM now? Um, Ken? The starter? Maybe. maybe. I mean, who knows in the in this day and age in the in the portal? Like Caleb Williams could go anywhere, it feels like. There have been See, rumors. Eastern Michigan offered him a, a million dollar NIL deal. Yeah, that's that's getting wild. Um, like I could see Caleb Williams honestly at either AM or Auburn, to be honest, too. Like those are probably possible options for him, you know? So. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, if it's Haynes King, I think AM fans are in for the same type of season they had this year. Yeah, I agree. Um, but that's and they've got all this recruiting momentum, and they're gonna find out. You know, Notre Dame fans are may, may find out soon that uh, recruiting doesn't doesn't always lead to wins. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, especially A&M recruits at such a high level defensively, but you got to be able to score points, and you need a good quarterback to score points. Um, Air Force, Louisville, Colin, we both had Louisville. I think we both felt really good about it. And then Air – and I, I I, know we were texting about it during the game. Like, I felt like we handicapped this game pretty well. Like, Louisville, pretty good run defense. Like, they kind of stymied the Air Force run game for the most part, especially early on. And Malik Cunningham was able to do Malik Cunningham things. Louisville was able to run the ball effectively. But Air Force gave up big play after big play through the air. Like, who the hell could have seen that coming? And then uh, Air Force won. So Yeah, yeah. I mean, Louisville's pass defense, horrendous, and uh, was even worse when you're getting torn up by Air Force. Yeah, like, how does that even happen? Like, just how does that even happen? It's a triple option team. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Just, just like, you should – you you got to fire your, your secondaries coach and uh, DB safety. Everybody's got to go after that performance. Yeah, that's that's embarrassing. Um, Mississippi State, Texas Tech. I had Mississippi State laying the points. I just did not see Texas Tech competing in this game at all. Turns out Mississippi State didn't compete, um, which was stunning to me. And I know I know both of us were high on Mississippi State coming into the year. Um, they were just kind of like Jekyll and Hyde all year. Like sometimes they look great, sometimes they look bad and Credit Texas Tech, like the trajectory there might be 
the real deal. You had the under, um, the under cashed. I don't think yeah. it cashed in the way you expected it to cash. But... No, so I mean, yeah, I took the under because I, it felt like the Mississippi State side was a little square. Yep. Just seemed, seemed seemed like everybody loved that pick, so I kind of wanted to stay away. And I figured both teams, like Mississippi State struggles to score in the red zone. Texas Tech hired a defensive court coach, had a better defense than they've had in the past. Not a great defense. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think Texas Tech just came out inspired in this game and played for their new coach. There's a lot of momentum around the program with Joey McGuire. Yep. And I don't know. I think it could, it could work out. Like everybody's, he's a great recruiter. He's obviously did great things for Baylor's linebacking core, but it is definitely a, a pretty big step up to take a linebacking coordinator as your head coach. Um, I think he was a high school coach before that too, but this was a really good game. I think, uh, Texas Tech was the more motivated team here, and I think that showed on the field. Minnesota beats West Virginia 18-6. to um, I think this played out exactly how Minnesota wants their games to play out. They run the ball effectively. They count on their defense. And I watched this game, Colin, and all I thought to myself was, like, like P.J. Flex doing a damn good job. Like, he's 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 got his culture built. Like, they know what they are. They have an identity. And like Minnesota year in and year out feels like a seven to nine win team in the big 10. And I think they are a couple playmakers away and, and really good quarterback play away. Cause I mean, Tanner Morgan's, I mean, he's average at best. I, I, I believe um, they're good quarterback play away from like threatening in the big 10 West. Like I don't see any reason why they can't be up there with Iowa and Wisconsin. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. They, they're kind of building a mold similar to Iowa and Wisconsin, but I think they're more versatile. Yeah. Like when, when uh, they had, uh, when they beat Penn state in 2019, right. And they had that insane run, they were more like throwing the ball over the field to Bateman. Tanner Morgan was like rated as a top pro style quarterback. And then now they're more of a run heavy because they're O-line and I think that's a sign of a good coach, right? You have – he's playing to the strengths of the team. And I, I don't think you can really predict Minnesota's – how they're going to come out every year on offense or what they're going to look like because they're going to do whatever's best for the team that year, which is what you need to do. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, Rutgers just hired their secondaries coach as its new defensive coordinator. Um, so we'll see. What do you uh, think of that? I like it. I mean, Minnesota had a great pass defense this year, one of the best in the Big Ten. Um, obviously, Minnesota is kind of like it's a lot of Shiano disciples out there also. I mean, Fleck is a Shiano, Shiano guy. Joe Rossi, who is the Minnesota defense coordinator, he's a Shiano guy. So I, I, uh, I like it. I'm all in. Um, I mean, there are, there, are, there are way worse programs you could poach from than, than Minnesota at this point. Um, yeah. Oregon, Oklahoma, we both liked Oregon. Obviously, Oregon ended up being down like everybody of note in the past game outside of like their quarterback. Um, defense was like a little – I mean, we, we, we knew Thibodeau was – The defense was what I – when I made the handicap, I expected they'd have depth 
defensively and still be able to slow down Oklahoma. The defense was horrendous. Yeah. And, I mean, they were down a lot of people, but that's why this didn't cover. Their offense put up enough points. They were able to run the ball on them. They were able – the defense was garbage. And not just garbage. Like, like I, I expected Oklahoma to be able to throw the ball and put together a game plan to be able to throw the ball. I did not expect them to run wild on Oregon. Oh, yeah. Um, that, that, that felt dead for a, for a while, like early on. I, I mean, mean, they almost came back and covered yeah. at the end, which was wild. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, still losing by 15 points. And I think Oklahoma, like looking at these two programs, Colin, and like they, they've both now moved on and hired def- high-profile defense coordinators from national title contender-type programs, like which one do you feel like has a better trajectory going forward? Oregon. Okay. I, I'm more, I'm semi worried about Oklahoma. Yeah. I, I, I think you can mask some of those worries because they're still in the big 12. Obviously big 12 is not a great conference. Uh, not a lot of competition. They're going to be in the sec soon though. And those are really going to come to fruition, but they went from an all offensive coach where they were, had a lot of success and they went and hired Brett Venables. I think Venables could be a good coach, but he's been a de- defensive coordinator forever, and he's a defense guy. You're switching up your whole thing that was working for you. Normally, when you make a coaching change, you go the opposite route, right? Yeah. When uh, Virginia Tech had Fuente, offensive mind, they go Fry from yeah. Penn State, defensive mind. You want to switch something. You want to do the opposite. Uh, South Carolina – had Muschamp seasoned veteran, you go with a young up-and-comer, Shane Beamer, right? But you only do that when your program's failing. Yeah, It doesn't make sense when you have such a prolific offense to just go to a defensive guy. And you're seeing that with Caleb Williams transferring out too. Like All these offensive stars don't want to stick around for a defensive head coach. If you brought in, like, you can't hire Jeff Levy. And they made they, – they, uh, they did hire Jeff Levy. But if you brought in um, – like Lane Kiffin, and you brought in an offensive mind, I think you can bring some of those guys out of the portal and and bring them back to Oklahoma instead of just having them go up to USC. Yeah. So good. I think they made a mistake. Yeah. You know, it's – it's um, it'll be – At least in, at least in the short term. I, I Venerables could build a hell of a program, but I think they're going to have a couple down years, one or two. Yeah, and, and it's going to be tough because they're going into the SEC as well, where you yeah. know, this is just really, really, really challenging. Um, we were head-to-head on Clemson-Iowa State. Clemson wins 20-13. to 13. You had that nailed. Um, I thought all in all a very competitive game. I mean, both teams very similar, but Clemson just a little bit more talent, which is pretty much what you said. And you Yeah, were right. Clemson's got more talent, great defense. Uh, DJ still not looking great. Uh, that's – it's going to be interesting. You're going to have a whole offseason DJ. I think they've got some high-rated quarterback recruit coming in. If Clemson offense, Clemson's offense comes out next year and it's still looking like shit, you have a problem. But this defense, I think, is they, they've got so much talent that they it should not. And I think the defense is, is still going to be legit. Um, disappointing year for Iowa State. Came in with national title aspirations, um, at least internally, and finished seven and six. 
Yeah, that was always fraudulent. Yeah, but I mean, that's even even so, like it's hard to if you had told me Iowa State was going to finish seven and six, I would have been pretty stunned. I, I I mean, I felt like their ceiling was really nine. I mean, their floor was really like eight and four, nine and three. But yeah, I agree. I I, th- I think it was seven and six is a really bad season. And uh, yeah, P- the the national title hopes were always crazy. Though. I mean, Josh Payton, great. Great guy. He's always got a lot of great content out there, but he was hyping up Iowa State in the preseason. I was like, come on. And, and, um, like they could be in trouble. <laughs> like a lot of guys are probably moving on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think they're going to, they're going to revert back to the basement for, for a bit. I, I wonder what Campbell's going to do. Like, is he going to stick it out for well, too much longer? He's there now. next year if they really fall down the wayside. Yeah you might start putting that resume out there. Well, I mean, he's there now. Like, I mean, like he didn't, he didn't move on in this, in this carousel. And like, I think if an NFL team comes calling, he has to listen. I don't think that'll happen though. And um, so I think he's just kind of stuck there at Iowa state and like, he's got to, he's going to have to figure it out. Yeah. I think he's kind of stuck too, because he, 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 he held out on the smaller offers to get the bigger ones. And then when no bigger ones came, he's kind of stuck there. So now next year he's got to like salvage this program. That's going to be without anybody. And then I think that's when you, you get a little less choosy and you get a, I don't know. What's a, what's a solid upgrade from Iowa state. That's not too much that first one that could come to mind was Virginia tech, but they just hired a coach. I don't even know if that's really much of an upgrade. So it's a little bit of an up. It's an upgrade. Yeah. Iowa State's one of the worst teams in the Big Twelve for ever. It's like Kansas almost. Yeah, but he's established there now. I mean, now, like now he's there. Like it's really. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think like like a Nebraska. Like I think you listen to a Nebraska now. Yeah, I I would agree with that. Um, I don't think Nebraska is going to come calling though. Uh. Maryland 54, Virginia Tech 10. I mean, obviously the Hokies were down like a ton of guys. Um, but are you at all a little more of a believer in what Mike Loxley's doing in, in college uh, football? I mean, he's always nice with time off, I guess. So got to give him that. The talent on that offense, Colin, is – It's cut. really good. They should be – they should have been way better. Um, but I do think we give him a little bit of a bad rap because – he sucked for so long. He's he's learning a little bit. He's getting better on the job. Yeah. And his recruiting is one of the best in the country. Yeah. Also having a really good quarterback helps. Like, I mean, yeah. Talia's yeah. one of, uh, a top 10 quarterback in college football. At least he was this year from a talent standpoint. They had great receivers. Uh, I mean. Is he coming back? Yeah, I think so. Interesting. Yeah, I, I think – I think I, just following the Rutgers fan boards, we are uh, a little nervous about Maryland next year. They could be, they could be the real deal. Um, Michigan state Pittsburgh, you had Sparty minus two and a half, gave it away. I ended up tailing Colin, but I got it so late. I got it on Michigan state minus three and a half. So I was going nuts on that. Late oh, game. on the pick six. So I said, I sent, I sent, um, I sent Raj a text, my buddy Raj. And I was like, I was like, dude, if I ever complain about a college basketball bad beat, just text me. You had Michigan State minus three and a half. 
So, um, yeah, and, uh, I, I saw that I was rooting for it. Cause I, you know, I, I was, I was already locked in, but when I saw the pick six, I was like, ah, there's probably some people out there that this a lot is of people. a brutal beat. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I, I think you had it read pretty well. Um, like, it, I mean, Pitt starting quarterback, Nick Patty ended up going down pretty early, but like when it came down to it, Michigan state, like Kenneth, not having Kenneth Walker is just not the same because the running back is not the same as the quarterback. Yeah. And Kenny Pickett was Pittsburgh's whole offense. And like Michigan state still had like gr- really good players on defense, a really good offensive line. And like Peyton Thorne had a great year throwing the ball to, to Naylor and Reed and like Reed had a monster game in the bowl game. So like, I think you had a really good call on that one. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. I just think it's quarterback, running back, yeah. just massive discrepancy. And once you first start thinking about betting in football, that's like the first thing you got to nail down. Yeah. Yeah. Not every, not like, not every superstar is created equally. Like the position value is just yeah, completely different. Um, South Carolina beats North Carolina 38 to 21. Possibly one of the top three or four stunners of the bowl season especially with North Carolina pretty healthy. They said Texas Tech, Mississippi State got to be the, the biggest two, in my South opinion. Car- South Carolina went full game Wildcat, right? Um, Demarcus Joyner, I think was his name, ended up like a wide receiver, played most of the game at quarterback, DeCarian, DeCarian Joyner, and he was like awesome. And like they ran the ball for 300 plus yards, just a complete no-show by North Carolina's defense. And their offense didn't really do much either. Just kind of stunning, to say the least. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I was kind of high on North Carolina. They they struggled. Then their offense kind of found like Josh Downs, Howell. They, they've got a solid offense. But I don't know. I'm not – like there's definitely cause for concern, even though Mac Brown continues to bring in these insanely high recruiting classes. Is like – have people figured them out and – they got to fire uh, Longo, the defensive coordinator. He's got to go after this. I don't think he is, though. He's still there. Or did yeah, they? A, maybe they did. I don't know. That's that's a, that's a big issue because the defense is horrendous and the offense is is solid, but it's not like it's not like an Oklahoma offense you're rolling out there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. And like the year they were excellent, excellent offensively for the most part, they had. Um, three NFL, like four, three or four NFL guys that were just at the skill positions, which is a, a game changer. Um, Purdue beats Tennessee 48 to 45 in a really, really fun football game. I know we didn't have a side in this one. Um, your boy, Hendon Hooker, had another monster game and is, I think, will be a Heisman front runner next season. Um, just playing in this offense, he can put up massive, massive numbers. Um, but how about Purdue? Like no David Bell. Um, I'm, I'm blanking on the guy's name on the defensive line, but missing two oh, of them. Um, Dave, David Carlaftis. Yeah. Carlaftis. Um, I just, or George Carlaftis, yeah, George Carlaftis, yeah. but like, that's a pretty awesome win for Purdue. And I've, I've been a president of the Jeff Brom sucks club, but this is, uh, they ended up going nine and four. Well, they have a quarterback now. Yeah. I mean, they've had quarterback play. No, 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 no. Aiden O'Connell is a quarterback. He's fine. He's no, he, he's a quarterback. 
They, they have, they have, they've had, no, they, they haven't had a quarterback. They've okay. had, they've had guys who play quarterback. They haven't had a quarterback. Okay. Did you watch this game? Yeah. What'd you think? So, so I get, I, I was after UNC, I was, I was feeling down and I needed something. So I, I was texting my friends and they're like, what's the move on here? I was like, you could just go with the over. I might bet that to make it out. And I didn't bet it. And the game is 21 seven already. And I was like, fuck, I, I, I fucked up. I, I missed out on the over. But then I was like, I was still pissed. So I was like, fuck it. I'm, I'm live betting. So I live bet 86 and a half. Oh God. Okay. Still got there. And, and I thought it was cake at halftime. It was down to like 72. So I hit it again. Oh boy. And then like the end of the game was 31, 31. They just couldn't stop each other. And it got there. I was like in, in regulation. It was ridiculous. Yeah. But uh, back and forth wild last five minutes. were like crazy. Yeah. I mean, Tennessee's got an offense. The defense is terrible this year, but they had so many people leave last year after the Pruitt era ended. Yeah. That I like, I feel like it's hard to hold judgment that Tennessee's defense is bad. It's just more like you knew it was going to be terrible this year. The fact that their offense was even good was a surprise. So I'm like, I think when they have the guys in, they've got these guys in for another year. I think their defense should be solid. I don't know if it should be solid, but I, I just not going to judge them based off of this year. And then for Purdue, I just think Aiden O'Connell is an absolute dude. And uh, I like, I, I think I think the fact that they have a quarterback is it's gonna it plays to Brahms' strength and it's something they have not experienced before there. Wisconsin beats Arizona State 20 to 13, a battle of two pretty rough offenses. I think what it came down to is Wisconsin was just better defensively, and that's why they were able to pull out the win and and the cover by the skin of their teeth. Um any other thoughts yeah. on that on that late night garbage out in out in Vegas? Uh really really disappointing year for Arizona State. Yeah. Right. Uh, I got, I got to think um, Herm is, is, is close to the, close to the hot seat now, especially with all the internal rumors. See, I kind of disagree with that because like, what is Arizona state's ceiling though? Like if you're in Arizona, yeah, you, when you trend downwards, it doesn't matter. Like, no, I, I, I understand what you're saying, but like when you're an Arizona state fan, like, if you're going seven and five, eight and four yearly and going to like a pretty competent bowl game or you're playing Wisconsin, like, can you really do that much better at Arizona state? Because they're. It's fair. But like, here's the thing is they're doing this right now with a down USC. Yeah. Which won't be down for much longer. Which which is, which is, which is no longer down. USC isn't down anymore. They're going to win nine games next year. Um, I think I think it's reasonable to expect you should be if USC is playing as poorly as they are, they should have a Pac-12 South championship by now, and they don't. Yeah, the Pac-12 South is so good though compared to the Pac-12 North, like Utah. And no, North. it's not. The Pac-12 North is dominated. No way. I mean, just just the, of, the last the last like eight championships okay. are from the Pac-12. North. I understand. I get it, but that's that's because of Oregon and Washington. But like, if you think about the Pac-12 South as a whole, Utah, Arizona State, 
USC, UCLA, like that's just a better division as a whole. Don't you it's think? It's easier to win though without Oregon or Washington clogging up the top. The Pac-12 South has been has been bad. They should have a, they should have won that. And I think the fact that they didn't get it done, and now you're like, they're they're trending in the wrong direction. Especially after we, that. How how high when we when we went over Arizona State? Yeah. In the beginning of the year, how high did we have them ranked? We, I think they were a top fifteen team from a talent. We both had them top ten. It's possible. Yeah. They had so much talent. Yeah. This is, a, this is a very disappointing season. I think he gets next year, but if next year goes off the rails or doesn't, like eight and four is probably what he has to do to keep his job. Yeah, that's fair. Um, At minimum. New Year's Eve day, Rutgers loses to Wake Forest 38 to 10. Um, Rutgers hung in there for a while and looked pretty solid for the most part. Uh, just kind of ran out of gas down the stretch way forest really good offensively and they were able to kind of finish it off defensively i don't really have much else to say about it just happy to be there you know yeah. <laughs> um you do you have any thoughts on that game kyle or no i thought Rutgers' defense looked more what i've been expecting you yeah. know it, it it looked it looked pretty good it looked well coached um i don't know if maybe the change at coordinator could be key to unlocking but i expected a good Rutgers defense and you know did not get that against maryland yeah they held wake forest below their scoring total their, their average um which i think is something that greg will yeah really drive home but um we'll finish up the other bowl games before we get in the playoff uh central michigan upsets washington state 24 to 21 that was kind of a weird situation the game got thrown together late i don't really have any thoughts on it i don't know if you do kyle no nah, i mean neither all right, Oklahoma State beats Notre Dame 37 to 35. Notre Dame blows a 28 to 7 lead. Um, the floor is yours, my man. Did you end up betting it? I did. Oklahoma State? I did. I'm finally off the schneid. I know, I know. I I I knew you bet it because I, I could just I could just tell. What do you mean? I didn't say anything about the game. I, yeah, but I could tell. I I, I could tell the vibes. <laughs> the vibes you were giving off were 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 in Oklahoma State winter ticket vibes. I, I bet it day of. Day of. I bet it. I bet that. Because you weren't, you weren't, you, when Notre Dame collapses like that, you, you're coming after them. You're saying this is a terrible team, but you're like, ah, oh, like Oklahoma State, they're just really good. Like Spencer Sanders, pretty good. Huh? I was like, uh, this guy, this guy bet on him. <laughs> yeah, I ended up betting, I, I bet all four games that day. I ended up on, um, Oklahoma State, I bet Ohio – I laid the points with Ohio State. That obviously didn't hit. Um, ended up betting Baylor, even though, I, you know, we had that whole Baylor-Ole Miss debate earlier, and that was a really fun game, um, and bet Penn State and Iowa. So it, it was like a – I think it was two, two, and one. But anyway, um, yeah, what, 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 what do you think, Kyle? What were your takeaways? I mean, not – at the – and I do just want to get this out there. It doesn't matter. Like, that's the, the beauty of bowl season. Like, yeah, it sucks to lose, but, like, you're not playing for anything other than just that bowl game victory. It, it doesn't matter, but you know what's the most annoying thing of all time is when I got to see this stat, and it's Notre Dame 0-7 and New Year's Six Bowls, and I got to see this every fucking time, and I got to hear people talking about why Notre Dame should be in the playoff and Wisconsin should be in over them. And the Wisconsin fucking sucks. Uh, and they're like, oh, they never wanted 0-6. And the stats always out of context because you never see who they've played. And right. up until this game, Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, all teams that like won the national championship, 
This is a game you have to fucking win. Oklahoma State, they got six four-stars on that team. Six. Uh, Disappointing. Fell apart. I think you win this game with Brian Kelly. I think Brian Kelly would have – I think this is the the danger of going with the first-year head coach and going with the recruiting prowess. Everybody's like, oh, ragging on Kelly all the time. He doesn't – they don't have – the talent there to compete with Alabama or Georgia as Michigan found out, but they do have the talent to beat an Oklahoma state team and games like this are games that Kelly typically won and would have been nice to have that. Like everybody would have dismissed it as Oklahoma state, but we wouldn't have to deal with this bullshit anymore. Um, I really like the game plan Tommy Reese came out with. I think he gets a lot of flack because he's Kelly asked, you know, he, he played under Kelly and Kelly hired him. People thought it was a uh, in-house hire. Uh, He, I think had a really good game plan. You put up 35, 11 more offensive points than the next team on Oklahoma state. And they, they played Oklahoma this year. Oklahoma put up 33, but they had a, a fumble and a uh, kick return touchdown. So, like, they, they, no points off of turnovers. There's, that was all the offense and without a running game at all. I think uh, Blake Blake Fisher started this game for the first time since his injury against Florida State. Absolutely stonewalled. Uh, one of the best rush, uh, pass rushes in the country. The offensive line – was led by two fr- true freshmen, which is really good for the future. They did great in class blocking, couldn't run the ball. I didn't expect them to run the ball. But I, if you put up 35 against Oklahoma State with a defense that's supposedly top 10, yeah, you should win that game. Yeah, You should win that game. These Baylor's, should, it, Baylor's defense should not be that much better than Notre Dame's. And I know people will go and point to no Kyle Hamilton and – that makes sense, right? Kyle Hamilton was a beast, and I think you win this game with Kyle Hamilton in the back end because they got abused. But this is the third time this season that Notre Dame's defense has been killed by a running quarterback. UNC, Jordan Travis. Yeah. And then the end of the year, it looked like, oh, it was getting, all, getting way better. You know, they didn't have they – were, they were facing all these teams down in the end, and the – Defense looked better. They faced UVA's backup, Georgia Tech's backup. Like, all those teams fucking suck on offense. I am not sold at Marcus Freeman as a defensive coordinator. Yeah. And that is a scary thought considering he's our head coach. Yeah. Yeah, well, maybe you'll bring in Chris Ash as the defensive coordinator, and all, all will be right in the world. Yeah. Um, I think the defensive coordinator hires – really big because if he can hire somebody who can coach defense, I think he can recruit better than Kelly. He's already proven he can recruit better than Kelly. I think getting Reese to stay was really good because Reese is going to be an NFL offensive coordinator in two years, probably just the fact that he's able to put up 35 on Oklahoma state with Jack Cohn, who's a statue and no semblance of a running game, especially with Kyron out like, you running backs don't matter, but you could see the difference when Logan Diggs on third and one hesitates and gets stopped. Kyron gets that first down every time. Utah, Ohio State, um, Buckeyes down quite a bit. 
but Jackson Smith Njigba with one of the all-time great games. What is it? I think it's in Jigba. Like I am. Jigba? In, in. In, in Jigba. He's, he's spectacular. Ohio State wins 48 to 45 in um, one of the best games of, of the bowl season. Right, Kyle? Uh, yeah. Sharp I number, mean, too. Sharp number. I, I, I honestly didn't get to watch too much of this. I was pretty depressed uh, for the first, first couple hours I laid in bed. Okay. And didn't watch any football. Why? Because Notre Dame lost a bowl game? I mean, come on. All right, oh, wait, 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 wait. Also, Colin. Collapse. Yeah, that's fair. You saw Notre Dame just got an All-American safety from Northwestern, right? Yeah, massive. Yeah. yeah. The, the need some back-end help. So that, yeah. was, that was really big. He, he had the one-handed pick against uh, Ohio State in the uh, Big Ten Championship. Anyway, Ohio State, Utah. Buckeyes, all right, I'll, 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 take, I'll take the lead on it. Ohio State played really well offensively. I mean, so here's the thing, Colin. We talked so much earlier, like at the beginning of bowl season, about how we liked Utah plus the points. Really good matchup. Utah should be able to run the ball. And then Ohio State had like a couple key pieces out, especially like their two top receivers, Wilson and Olave. And it was – the line came down. And then all of a sudden, like I was like, man, like Ohio State's got a lot of talent at receiver and kind of wanted to end up batting Ohio State. And I ended up betting Ohio State. I laid four – and um, that was just that was a really sucky way to lose that bet because I felt like I had it when they scored that touchdown late in the fourth quarter, and then Cam Rising, even though he was hurt, right? Like, w- w- yeah, yeah, uh, Utah found a way to come back and tie. Just anyway, the the, the books middle us because I also yeah. ended up I I ended up just playing Utah money line. Oh, there you go. So so we we won a nice over two there in the, yeah. in the middle. Terrible. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, Utah was able to run the ball in Ohio State. Uh, yep, as expected. To see what Jim Knowles does at Ohio State next year. Like, they have some talent on the defense event, like, it, but it hasn't shown, and they're really soft. Like, that's why Michigan beat them. Yep. And Oregon beat them, and Utah played them close. And now they've got a really good defensive coordinator, but – how quickly is he going to be able to turn that unit around? Because Ohio State with a good defense this year is probably playing tonight. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, their offense is explosive as any team in the country. But, Kyle, how about Utah? I know they lose by three to Ohio State. But, like, think about what they went through this season. Um, like, the early losses, the tragedy, yeah. like, the quarterback change, like, everything. Like, this was a really good good season for and they had Ohio State on the ropes in the Rose Bowl like in front of tons of fans like I, I know we talk all the time about Oregon and like obviously USC is going to be on the up and up with Lincoln Riley in the mix but like is Kyle Whittingham going to going to go anywhere like or is Utah going to be like a constant power in the Pac-12 so I I, I heard there was some rumors about Whittingham retiring after this game but he obviously hasn't retired yet interesting and I think it would kind of put him in a pretty sucky situation right now if you were to retire so he might be coming back for one last run i think maybe if they won this game he would have retired yeah but well, I, I don't really know this i don't know the situation it looks I don't know like what he's thinking about because i don't think he's old like it, 50 55 60 ish right yeah i mean the, the it could Utah, have just been like a lot of stress going through this year with all the tragedies and stuff. yeah 62 years old hmm Utah's got a lot of talent coming back next year. <laughs> like, 
Yeah, I mean Utah's good. We talked <laughs> about good. this. The, the problem is just they don't have nobody really outside of the SEC has the cornerback depth to yeah. really like play with an Ohio State if you're not just running the ball all over them and keeping them locked up. I mean, Michigan was able to do it. Oregon was able to do it. Utah was able to do it. People were able to run the ball, but the problem was Utah's back end just doesn't have the the athletes to run with Ohio State. And Ohio State just has tremendous athletes in the receiver. And you kind of see this every year with the, the top of college football with Alabama doing it against Notre Dame last year. And then against Ohio State in the uh, in the championship game, and then what they did to Georgia in the SEC championship, they just ran right by. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kentucky, Iowa. Uh, you had the Cats. I couldn't quit the Hawks. Um, Kentucky beats Iowa twenty to seventeen in a pretty ugly football game. I mean, what else would you expect from these teams? They're basically the same team in different conferences. Right, I mean, good I mean, defense, some good run game. Got some, oh no, that Arkansas Penn State was the blooming onion game. Uh, this was just like the ugly mirror. Citrus Bowl, two teams. Yeah, playing. yeah. Um, I mean, there's really not much else to say about it. Like, I think, I mean, number one, I think actually the the number one takeaway we should get this out there because it is a legit takeaway. Kentucky went ten and three this year. Like that's a really good year for Kentucky. Yeah, and they've done it. They've they've consistently been really good the past yeah. three, four years. Mark Stoops is a hell of a coach, and it, yep. it it what's amazing is that this ten and three year is kind of under the radar. Yeah. Like in the past, Kentucky goes ten and three, beats Florida, beats LSU, going nuts. Yeah. Like you barely even heard about Kentucky down the stretch, and they went ten and three. Yeah, 10 and three, only lost by 17 at Georgia, which, I mean, that's one of the best performances against Georgia we've seen all season. Um, they had that one loss at Mississippi State and then the Tennessee game, which could have gone either way. I mean, I mean, couple couple bounces here or there, Colin, and like like Kentucky's a – I don't know. Like that was that, – I did not realize how impressive their season was. No, Kentucky's, Kentucky's really good, and they built, they built a Big Ten team in the SEC, which is yeah. interesting. Yeah, they, they really this have. Is, this is like a Wisconsin, Iowa exact mold, just in the SEC East, with some SEC athletes. Yeah, sprinkled in. Not that many. I feel like they recruit Ohio a lot and Kentucky, like the Ohio River Valley. So they don't have as much elite athletes. But yeah. Um, Arkansas beats Penn State twenty-four to ten. Uh, we both liked Penn State. I mean, yeah. the problem is we had to we have to give these picks out before like we know what the hell the situation is. And Penn State's down so many key guys. It was it was honestly a miracle that they were in the game for as long as they were. I thought. Yeah, I mean, I was watching the Notre Dame game, so I don't really catch much of this. Uh, yeah, I had le- I I had left for for the Rutgers hoops game pretty, as well. Pretty disappointing collapse for for Penn State though. Uh, uh, as a season, as a whole season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I don't like I I can't. Look, they beat Illinois if Clifford's healthy, and they beat Iowa. And then the season probably turns out different. Maybe they still lose to Michigan, but that game's going to be a lot more hype than a noon, o'clock, noon rainy game where Penn State's already eliminated. And Penn State should have um, won that game anyway. Yeah, 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 they should. Uh, 
and then Michigan State in the snow. Yeah. So I, you can't take away that much, but and they were in the game. They were in the game at Ohio State too. Yeah, yeah. Very disappointing. But this was a really good team, and at full strength, are they the second? Were they this? Second best team in the Big Ten? I think so. I mean, here's the, the thing. First. Is, is, was Ohio State better than Michigan? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Ohio State is definitely better than Michigan. They, I mean, if those teams play 10 times in, like, all different types of elements, like, it was a perfect storm for Michigan. It was a perfect storm game. And the fact that it was snowing. Yeah. Like, yeah. just. And in Ann Arbor. Yeah, it was just a complete. Also, how about how about Harbaugh? Uh, we should probably touch on this. Well, do you think he's going to go anywhere? I really I don't. I, I think he's got him. There's like too he, much. There's too much. There's too much smoke. Like he got it. He got him to the playoffs, and like that's like that's what he's. Yeah, and, he, and he got smacked by Georgia, and he realized. I can't do it here. Yeah, he's, this he's is, on a different level, and he beat Ohio State, so he's like, I didn't wasn't a complete failure. Yeah. I did his one thing. He got the mountaintop, which is kind of sad because it's, you know, as much as Notre Dame and Michigan hate each other, you're seeing like. They're like the Spider-Man meme of pointing at each other. You got both coaches like getting over the mountaintop and like, I got to go somewhere else to win. Yeah. I, it, it, yeah. It makes sense. I mean, Colin, I think that's a good point about Penn state. Like if they, if, if, if Clifford doesn't get hurt against Iowa, like they, they hold on to win that, win that game. They're not going to get beat the next week by Illinois. Like they're undefeated in the top five in the country heading into November. Like, they could have ended up being a playoff team. I mean, maybe not a yeah. playoff team because I think they probably end up losing to Ohio State on the road no matter what, but... Yeah, but but even if they lose to Ohio State... Yeah, 11-1 and they, one with... They, they could they could get in. Well, I think Especially Auburn... With, uh, the, Auburn didn't collapse down yeah, the stretch. Yeah, I think that ended up hurting them. That ended up hurting them. I, I think they would have ended up being the fifth the fifth or sixth team. But it, it is crazy. I mean, it, seven and six is a bat, and they just paid Franklin a ton of money. Like seven and six, it's a, they went seven and six. At the end of the day, you they are what your record. You are that's, what your record that's is. That's what I'm saying, but it, but you're also not because this Penn State team. If you were to look at them next year and go, this team is seven and six unranked. Like, yeah, you're making a big time mistake. And I think the same thing with Auburn this year is Auburn was a much better team than the record indicated. And they will end with the loss to Houston. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. Um, Arkansas, we haven't talked a lot about them, but. Really good job by Sam Pittman to back up the momentum that they had last year and turn it into a nine and 14 this season and just be completely, I mean, well within the mix in that, like, if you look at the SEC West, you have Alabama up top and then you have, I mean, I guess Ole Miss was ended up being number two, but like you really had that, that meat grinder in the middle of Ole Miss, Arkansas, Mississippi state, um, Auburn, uh, Texas A&M, like all the LSU, like all these teams that could have beaten each other on any given, on any given night. And Arkansas has been, at the bottom of that ladder for the last, I don't know, however many seasons um, this year, they were firmly in the mix. And like, you could make an argument that they were as good as any team in the sec West outside of Alabama. No, right? they, they, Arkansas had a really good season. Uh, I mean, think about like, think about their losses, Colin, right? They lost to Ole Miss because they failed a two point conversion. Um, and yeah. then they lost to Alabama by seven and they lost to Georgia by 37. Like they played a really hard schedule too. I mean, they played Georgia in the crossover game. Um. You know who they open up against next year? No. Who? Cincinnati. Interesting. I, I mean, I'll, I'll eagerly take Arkansas in that game. Yeah, yeah I mean, that'll be, that'll be a fun game, though. Um, I think Arkansas may be 
Like, I, I think they're one of those teams that wasn't as good as their record indicated this year. But next year, I think they're going to be actually good. Yeah. Um, um, like, like when Cincinnati went 12-0 and the one year, and then last year they went undefeated and they were actually really good. I think it's, it might be one of those situations. Yeah, um, I'm. I'm Could end up with the same record, just a better team. I can't wait to do a little more digging and see, like, which how many starters end up returning for all these teams, and and like, I mean, Arkansas, man, this is, this is an impressive year. There were a lot of impressive teams in the SEC. Anyway, um, one that I think wasn't impressive, the last bowl game we'll talk about before we get into the the, the playoff and the semifinals and the tonight's tonight's matchup, um, LSU Kansas State. LSU was a team that I was so high on coming into this year. And like, you warned me about this, Colin, they had complete, like, what did you call it? Quick factor. And you, and, and you, 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 you laughed at me. Well, it's a, here's the thing. I don't feel like they actually quit. Like, I just feel like they weren't good because if you quit, you don't like yeah, hang in there at Alabama. Really, they didn't really quit. I, I just think um, they just weren't good. What uh, Ed is not a good head coach. Yeah. Ed Orgeron's not I, I, I tried to warn you about this too, before the season. Yeah, and you're like one one season doesn't well, make it. It's so Last funny, Colin. Was too bad, and like yeah, you can't like the talent LSU has. You can't go six to six. Yeah, and like well, that's what's funny because like if you think about it, like think about how good that team was that won the national championship. Because like the guys that are on that were on that team are not just NFL starters; they're like NFL superstars. Justin Jefferson, Justin Jefferson, and yeah. Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase are two are, of the best receivers. Are two of the two of the top five receivers in the NFL, bar none. Joe Burrow is a it has played like a top ten quarterback yeah, all season long, stuff. like like and Clyde Edwards Hilaire is a starting running back for probably the best team in the AFC. Like, Eric Singley is going to be really good. Yep, you have, right, right, and you've got and and, and, and and look what David Aranda is doing at Baylor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, great point. Yeah, I mean that is crazy. Like that, that might, was that might that might have been the greatest college football team of all time. Well, what's funny is like imagine how good they would have been if they had like Nick Saban as head coach. Like I mean, yeah. Like I, mean, I, I think, think you're right. Not, I think I think Coach O's a, like I don't think he's. No, he's, he, not, it's, he's not easy. He's a great mo- motivator, great yep, recruiter. Yep. I don't think he's got it as as a head coach, and I think uh, that's why he was fired. Yeah. In hindsight, like like thinking back. Like, I wish I had had that feeling going into the season because, like, UCLA should not have been home dogs to them to open the season. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, like, I was so – I was like, oh, LSU, a lock. Like, no, that was not a lock. That was stupid. That was me being a dumbass. So, anyway, um, Kansas State wins that game 42-20. to 20. Uh, LSU was missing so many guys also. COVID, like, opt-outs. They were just – they were depleted. But, I mean, they played hard like they did all season long. They just – Ended up not being very good. All right, should we get into the playoff? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um, Alabama beat Cincinnati in game one. Uh, Bama covers the spread, which we both like Cincinnati. Um, I was surprised because I felt like Luke Fickle would have a game plan that would – I don't know. I felt like they would – I felt like they would be more effective on offense and hold the ball a little bit better. Like, I thought their defense was – was solid enough to, to keep Cincinnati in the game. And they just couldn't manufacture anything on offense. Yeah. Um, so I made the comparison before, uh, and I, I think I said it after Notre Dame lost to Cincinnati, is the Cincinnati team is 
very similar to like a lot of the Notre Dame teams that have made the playoffs before. And this game kind of played out exactly like how Notre Dame, when they played Alabama or when they played um, uh, Clemson a couple years ago, given that I think those that Clemson and Alabama teams were both better than this Alabama team. And I think Notre Dame, those Notre Dame teams are better than the Cincinnati team. They were both similar. They're all similar in the fact that the defense was really good, but the offense was flawed the entire season. And Ritter, Ritter just – he's I, he, they, they've struggled against bad teams on offense, and Ritter's a fine college quarterback, and he can make some athletic runs. Alec Pierce is a nice tight end, but they just their offense isn't good enough to put up points against a team loaded with five stars like Alabama. And I, I like their defensive – game plan. It played out pretty much how I expected on defense. Alabama did throw the ball. I ended, I lost money on the spread, but I ended up hitting on Bryce Young's under passing yards because they just, but the, the, the issue here was that when they could contain Alabama in the back end, they just don't have the athletes up front and Alabama was just able to run all over them. And then they weren't able to score on offense. Yeah. Uh, like that, that's the difference of the game. I think, if Cincinnati had athletes on the D line, then they could have stopped this. And I think maybe we'll see that tonight with Georgia, but that, that was like, they were never going to be able to score. They would have to hold them to a rock fight. And it, it was similar to uh, when Notre Dame played Clemson, Notre Dame in, in 2018, they were able to shut them down offensive, offensively for a good period of the game. Julian Love goes out. Boom, boom, boom. And this was similar in just like you can hold them out in front of you, but you don't have the athletes to match up. You're not your offense isn't doing anything. So your defense has to play a perfect game. And it's hard to stop Brian Robinson and a massive Alabama offensive line despite them struggling for a lot of the year. Um, what can we expect out of Cincinnati going forward? Like, I mean, this it feels like they've been building to this team, like being a the peak team. And like it feels like a natural step back is, is coming. Like, but can Luke Fickle keep Cincinnati as like a top 10, top 15 program or like, like what, where do you think they end up falling in? Like, I, I think as long as they have Luke Fickle, I think they're a solid, like 10 to 15 top 10, really? 10 to 15 range. I, I, I expect a step back. They obviously not going to be as good as this team. Yeah. Uh, they kind of had the perfect arrangement of talent that it's rare. Like, and a down and a down American. Like I also think that should that's a factor that people aren't talking about. Like UCF was could have been a factor with them this year. Like you you talked about that early and in the they season. Lost to Tulsa. Yeah, yeah, uh, and Tulsa's not very good. Like I mean, let's and 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 I mean, you, they they it was the perfect thing because they faced it down Notre Dame with a weeks Notre Dame had a week schedule. So like when they lost that game, Notre Dame was able to win out and bump them up. You know. Yeah. Like yeah. No, they, if this Notre Dame team. When next year's schedule, they have at least four losses. Yeah. Interesting. Um, but I, I just I, – I, I think they're going to be like an Iowa-type team and just like they're solid and can compete, but I just don't think they're going to have the talent to really be against the upper levels of college football without a perfect uh, – Kind of culmination and going to be. I think is Ritter gone? 
I mean, I, I think so. He's been there forever. Let me look. No sauce Gardner. Yep. Majai Sanders is out too. Ritter, I mean, Ritter does have a free – like, he could come back. I think he might come back. Uh, but this the next year Cincinnati team feels like a a pit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I completely agree. Uh, not impressed with Alabama, or you were impressed with Alabama? They're just, it was uh, like a standard Bama performance. It was, against. It, was a sta- it was a standard Bama performance in the playoffs. Uh, yep. Took care of business. Uh, Saban's a really good coach. They did exactly Cincinnati dared him to run the ball on them. And what good coaches do is you take them and you beat them. And they ran on them. They, they had the perfect game plan. And they just had too much talent. Cincinnati could sit back and protect against the pass all game, but they couldn't stop the run. And their offense wasn't good enough to score on Alabama. Yeah. Yeah, it's that simple. Um, Georgia takes care of business against Michigan. Uh, you were all over it. I mean, we had talked about it for a while. I mean, like Michigan was such a public dog and everybody was all high and mighty on Michigan, but like they did not match up well enough with Georgia. And it was obvious from like the jump. Um, and it really wasn't ever close. Like, I mean, I, there was never a point in this game where you felt like Michigan had any chance whatsoever. They were thoroughly dominated, which as one as a big 10 fan, like I was disappointed. Like I was rooting for, I was rooting for Michigan to at least have like a decent showing. But two, like I hate Michigan. I can't stand them, and I'm glad yeah, they were embarrassed. Uh, they, 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 they just could not compete with Georgia. And what it reminded me the most of was was when Notre Dame played Alabama in 2012. I, I know I keep pulling the comparisons, but that that was like the because yeah. because that Notre Dame team couldn't match up with Alabama. The ones in 2018 and and uh, 2020 they could match up at least along the lines and physically they just didn't have the athletes to score on them. Yeah. And the defense was able to like Georgia got whatever they wanted. Stetson Bennett is still not a great quarterback. He still made some questionable throws, yep. uh, but they, they had athletes and they ate Michigan alive. It, the, it was a really bad matchup for Michigan too. Like for such a run heavy team, you do not want to face, Jordan Davis. The best defensive line in the country. Yeah. I, I think if they got Alabama, they would have matched up a little bit better. And honestly, you know what would be interesting? If they switched the matchups, I think we might get two closer games. Yeah, I, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, well, I mean, I know Stetson Bennett ended up, like, having some wonky throws, and it's hard to see him being – I don't know. We'll, we'll get to it in a little bit. But – he did have a good game. Like he threw for no, 300 he had yards. A good, yeah. Good statistical game. And I think he played well, but he, he, he does have like, I, I don't know. He, he, I'm not confident when I watch Stetson Bennett. Out yeah. Like, yes. Like, like he's, he's fine. You know, I, <laughs> but come on now. And, and you know, it's just going to get exposed every time they play a, a real, like, SEC team like this guy is a fourth he's a walk-on yeah and, and and it's not like he's looking at like Joe Montana out there he just makes passes and his receivers are better than everybody else and his offensive line is better than everybody else and if he throws a pick his defense gives him the ball right back yeah yeah exactly exactly um 
Any other takeaways on Michigan, uh, Michigan, Georgia, Colin? Because it really, I mean, it really was just a thorough beatdown. Like, what do you yeah, think, Michigan? What is what's what's the future for Michigan? I, like, I think it's really interesting because I, if Harbaugh leaves, right, you're going. I, I I've heard they may take Gaddis. Okay. Uh, which I wouldn't I wouldn't hate. I think that could be a pretty solid uh, hire, especially if you can keep the offensive class together. JJ McCarthy. I think has potential to be a game breaker at quarterback, which is maybe everybody always talks about like, what do you need when you're competing against like these sec teams with superior talent and you need a uh, Deshaun Watson, Trevor Lawrence type quarterback to yeah. take you to the next level. Notre name's hoping that's Tyler Buckner. I think Michigan's kind of has the same hope in JJ McCarthy. Yeah. Really good five-star. Uh, I think they're going to lose a little bit on the offensive line. So I don't think they'll have as dominant as a run game. They're obviously losing two yeah. ec- excellent edge rushers and Hutchinson yeah, and yeah, Njabo. Um, Hutchinson and Njabo. Hutchinson, yeah. Uh, I, I think this was a one-hit wonder, Colin. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I, I, I think even if Harbaugh comes back, which you seem to think is, is not really on the table – I don't see Michigan constantly surpass. Like this is like a once in a one out of every 10 to 15 years. Will they supplant like Ohio state? I think. Yeah. Um, and, and Mel Tucker, I'm not a Mel Tucker guy, but like you can't deny he's building something at Michigan state. And like, like and you the, got Franklin to worry about. you've got Franklin to worry about. And obviously Greg's recruiting at a high level for Rutgers. Like Loxley's doing pretty good things at Maryland, better than people expected. Like, yeah. like the big 10 East is, it's not a fun conference. No, no, it's kind of scary. Why, why, why? Part of the reason why Harbaugh might be maybe popping out of there. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't want to say he's like completely not coming back because that's false. I just I feel like everything I've read or seen, it just makes it seem like he's going to be he's going to be out of there. And yeah, I think Michigan is still going to be solid. Yeah. They, they they've got to, they've got to change their recruiting like. They've got to realize what Notre Dame realized uh, that you have to, like, if you want to compete with the highest level of college football, you're going to have to recruit at that level. And they're a little bit behind on that. So it may take them two or three more years to catch up, but yeah, I, I, I see them as a, as a, as a solid 15 to like seven to 15. Yeah. I I agree with that. I agree. I don't think they're, they're going to take that jump and be a college football playoff contender. All right. Um, we get to talk about the, the main event. Yeah, let's get to it. The national championship game, the college football playoff championship game, the rematch, Georgia minus two and a half minus three in spots against Alabama. Bama beat Georgia by 17 in the sec championship game a month, month or so ago, about a month ago, a little more than a month ago at this time. Um, Colin, I'm going to give you the floor. I don't know if you have any, do you have anything outside of like anything outside of just the pure matchup, like spread bets over unders that you want to talk about? Like, is there any player props that are, that, that you thought about or anything like that? Or you just want to get into the game? Uh, so not really like okay. my, 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 my one friend texted about Bryce Young's over against Cincinnati. And when I, heard that I was like oh that's a terrible that I need to be on the other side um so 
I, I haven't really had anything click like that here because I, I think there's like I think the defenses I, I really like the under. Yeah. Like, I think it's just game two. They've played each other before. I think Alabama's gonna be without Metic here. Yep. And when you saw when they were at without Williamson against um Auburn, Auburn was able to contain their offense. And when they were without uh, Mechie against Cincinnati, Cincinnati was able to contain their offense. So I think Georgia should be able to slow them down without two dynamic wide receivers. Uh, you're going to have to see somebody else pop for them. And they've got plenty of talent for that to happen. Yep. But I don't want to bet Bryce Young's under just because I, like Georgia doesn't has great secondary talent, but they don't have – like Cincinnati is a better secondary than Georgia. Yeah, I agree. And you also have Jordan Davis up front, so I'm not trying to bet a Brian Robinson over. Yeah, so I actually that that's the you one are. that I was I'm not betting it, but that's the one I was looking at because what I was the line? 64 and a half. Um, like I, last- 55. But like I think the game script could be a little it's bit. Be, yes, I I agree. Like I was listening, I was listening to the cover three about it. Like I didn't just come up with this out of nowhere. Like they, 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 they were mentioning, like they were breaking down the game and I, I was listening to it um, yesterday morning as I was driving back from, from home back to, back to the boke. And the way they were talking about the game and like how, you know, the fact that Alabama threw the ball so effectively game one, like Georgia might play a very different style and force Alabama to run the ball, which will, even though like, I think that's what Georgia wants to do. Georgia wants to con- make Alabama run the ball. Like Alabama is not incompetent running the football. Brian Robinson has, has gone over 65, like his number 64 and a half. He's gone over 65 in almost every game. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten of what the 13 games he's gone over that number. And he had 55 and 60 in two of the others. Like, I mean, he's like, if the game script applies to that, like they're going to give him the football and he will run the ball. He might have, I don't know. Like, yeah. I, I was just that, like, I just thought that that was intriguing to me. No, I, I, I was thinking about that too. Cause I was listening to the same uh, yeah, yeah. podcast. It made a lot of sense, didn't it? Like yeah, I was like, man, these, these guys are freaking, yeah, yeah. They're freaking, they're, they're okay. geniuses. Yeah. Um, but I, my favorite part of that po- that whole podcast this week was them talking was literally breaking down the the like the 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 system uh, not not the system but like the game script the way they talked about how they think the game's going to play out and like the matchups I found that so fascinating I was like eating it up yeah anyway. yeah it was that was a really good podcast yeah. um, but I, so th- I I'm tempted with that too because I think Georgia will sit back like it makes too much sense for them not to after they got burned last time and right you you only have one. But like you, and you have Jordan Davis up front, so you yeah. can like say like, we think we can stop them. But I do think with only one wide receiver, Georgia might just say like, let's just do the same thing again. They couldn't run on us at all. We just need to contain one guy now, yeah, and then sit back. Um, so that that that's what scares me, and also running on Jordan Davis is right. It's yeah. bold. Yeah. That that's intriguing. Yeah. All right. Um, right now? No, I'm not. I'm not. I don't think I'm going to get there because I really, I, 
I know I, I get made fun of, you make fun of me about this all the time, but like it's the heat of college basketball season. I mean, most, most, I mean, I don't have any college hoops plays Monday night. I'm locked in completely on the college football playoff, but I mean, I am going to be heavily invested in college basketball. PGA tour just started up. Like I'm not trying to overextend myself because I, I'm taking my fat out. Like it was a bad year. I, I mentioned, I mentioned it earlier on the pod that like I'm recommitted. I'm not fucking doing this again. I'm not losing money betting college football. Like I'm recommitting myself to the process. So I'm just going to take the L this year, watch the game, hopefully find some enjoyment in it and hopefully make some money, but I'm not overextending myself on anything. So I'm just going to have one side bet and that'll not even a side. I'm just, just going to actually bet, you know, the money line and that'll be that. All right, let's talk about it. Why do you, what, what, what is your, what's your play tonight? What's your, what's your thought process? Uh, so I got two plays. I'm hitting the under. Okay. I'm hitting Georgia minus two and a half. Still okay. out there. Correlated. Yeah, definitely still out there. Um, Little correlated too. Yeah, yeah, very correlated. I also correlated them. Uh, I, I think, well, first it's, it's Alabama's about as public as you get. Uh, but. Yep. Saving is public for a reason. He always covers and he's the best college football coach maybe ever maybe probably ever up Um, there yeah definitely in the century yeah um but i think there's i think alabama's been pretty flawed all season and i i like the last game you had williamson and messi go wild on georgia i think with only williamson in there i think that helps at Georgia's defense a ton because I think you can sit back and stop one of them or they can do, they can sit back like they would have both and just force them to run the ball. I, I just think there's a lot of different options for the Georgia's defense to be able to succeed, um, which I think helps them out a lot. I They were able to move the ball decently on Alabama last time. And I think, I don't see any reason why they can't this time. I just don't think it's going to be that much. I think Alabama should clamp down, which is also part of the reason why I like the under. The other thing is Stetson Bennett. Yep. I expect him to throw at least one pick tonight. Uh, uh, if, if, if Georgia can get Bennett to stay calm and just rely on the defense and run the ball, I think it's – that's a really good shot for Georgia to win this game. And uh, every and every drive with a kick. Yeah, and every drive with a kick. Field goal, punt, extra point, extra point. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you you've got you've got to do that because I think I think without Mechie, it's such a massive edge for the Georgia defense, and I think they should be able to take advantage of that. The problem is Bryce Young is better than Bennett, and if Bryce Young just throws people open and Alabama definitely has the talent to do that. Then I could get into a little trouble. Yep. But I, I just don't, I just, I, I think George is the better team. They're getting, it's below a field goal. Yep. It's small. It's a rematch game. It's really hard to beat a good team twice. Yep. They showed their hand when they broke it open like that. That was also a game where I might be getting a little conspiracy theorist here. But Alabama had to win that game to make the uh, playoff. Georgia did not. Right. So if anything, Georgia could have been holding back a little bit and Alabama couldn't have no reason to. So maybe that's that's 
I don't know if you really do that because you want to knock Alabama out of the playoffs. So I've not bought too heavily into that, but I think it's possible. Yeah, I don't disagree with anything you said. And that's why I think George, I think a lot of smart people are on Georgia tonight because I mean everything you everything you said makes so much sense. And like if you just think about it from a from a line perspective, like a month ago, Alabama played this game with one of their best offensive players, right? And the line was six and a half. Mechie's not there and the line is two and a half. That's a four point change. Like, is, I mean, is that really, I mean, I understand Alabama blew him out, but like, what are we going off of a one game sample size or, or the sample size of the full season? So that's why I think Georgia is the sharp play. Now, having said all of that, having said all of that, I Google, I Google image Stetson Bennett. And if you want to, if you want to go along with me and do this, you can Google image Stetson Bennett, just Google his name, click images. And then the third picture, third picture. You, you with me, Colin? I'm talking I'm to the listeners. I'm pulling it up. Pull it up. Pull it up. Google Stetson Bennett, go to images, and click on the third picture. Okay. Should have a gray background and just kind of him in profile mode wearing a, wearing a jacket and tie. Let me know when you see it. Okay. Him, him with the jacket and tie, yeah. Yeah, show me your phone to make sure that you're, you're – yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's it. That guy's not winning a national championship. <laughs> <laughs> Every time, I, I promise you, Colin, I've been doing this all week. Every time I, I think, because I really haven't pulled the trigger yet on Alabama. I put a free bet on Alabama's money line that I was offered like, a, like a, a week ago, but I have not put my actual balance on Alabama yet. And every time I think like, man, I really should get there on Georgia. I really should get there on Georgia. Like, like everything that I learn, I understand from just the way sports betting works. Like Georgia should be the play. All of this, all of this out there. I Google image this guy. I get to that third picture. And I'm like, nope, no way. I'm betting on Nick Saban. I'm taking Alabama on the money line. It's the freaking Golden State Warriors rule all over again. If you've got the best team and you've got them plus money in a big game with all types of motivation factor, you just don't think twice. And in my opinion, Alabama is still the best team until proven otherwise. I'm excited to go to war with the, with the roll tiders tonight. Um, me and all the squares out there, like, let's go. I can be your, I can be your guy. I lost 10 units this year trying to be a freaking sharp. I'm not a sharp at college football. It's time to embrace that and just take the square city tonight. I'm a full, I'm a, I'm a cube. I'm cubing up and let's go get it. Roll tide. That's what I'm thinking. That's it. There's, that's the full handicap. No reason to I mean, look at any numbers. Part of the reason I'm, I'm, I'm hesitant to really hammer this is just yeah. that I've got to deal with. Well, there's two, it's two reasons. I also have Kirby Smart. Yeah, Kirby Dumb. Kirby Smart. You got Kirby Dumb against Kirby Dumb against Nick Saban. Yeah. Um, Kirby Smart or Kirby Dumb? You tell me. <laughs> He's been Kirby Dumb a lot when he faced Saban. He has. He uh, has. They, they've got to start. They, Georgia, if Georgia's going to win this game, they're going to keep this very low score. Yep. And that's that's pretty much it. They've got to win this game 20 to 13. Yeah, I agree. And that's yeah. why I think, I think if you like Georgia, you should be aligned with Colin and bet both Georgia and the under because I think that they're – I mean – there's, they're correlated. They just are obviously correlated because the game script follows the way Georgia wants it to, and Georgia wins outright and covers two and a half. It'll be a low-scoring game, like you just said, Kyle. Yeah. My problem is if, if this doesn't, if, if Alabama wins, I'm going to be getting, I'm going to get fit out from all sides. You won't get it from me. I promise you won't yeah, get it from me. I, it's not you that I got. I, I, I'm going to do with Tommy's dumbass. 
Yeah, I, uh, I, I. What's he I, doing over there? Is he is he hyping up? He's gone. He's, he's on gone. his way. He's on his way. Little does he know, I'm about to appear at the same bar. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> how how good was that? When, when I just executed with like the way I played that off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, any final thoughts on this game, Kyle? <sighs> this is what we we live for. Really exciting yeah. college ball game. I'm pretty pumped up for you it. Know, I was I was I was down on this game before. You know, I didn't want to see an SEC championship game. But now, you know, there, there, there's so many good storylines. This is a this is a massive game. And it's 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 quite clearly the two best teams in America. And, yeah. I mean, even though, like, we talk all the time about wanting the playoff to expand just a little bit so that we have more marquee games, at the end of the day, the two best teams in the country are playing for the college, for the national championship, and we should have an excellent football game. And uh, as, as lifelong college football nuts like we are, like, that's that's pretty awesome. One of one of the rare times where the national championship game spread is under a field goal. Yeah, like it should be. This should be. This should be. This should be a really good game. It's going to be back and forth, and there's so many storylines like Saban getting back to back titles. Yep. Smart just, getting Georgia smart finally getting, getting one. Smart yep. losing this game, losing twice to Alabama with his best team ever against yep. a down Alabama. Like Georgia loses this game, dude. Athens, Georgia is going to be a, is going to be a wreck. I know, <laughs> crazy. Well, we will be back to break it down shortly. Um, we'll, we'll talk. I think either Tuesday night or, or Wednesday, something like that, because we got uh, it's time to start betting on college basketball, and we we're supposed to start this weekend. I apologize to all the listeners because it would have been a lucrative weekend for everybody. Um, you know, if Colin could could wake up at a normal hour on a Saturday morning, we won't we won't discuss what what caused him to go to bed so late. Um, but there might have been foul play involved. Let's just leave it at that. Uh, anyway, we will be we will be back later in the week with um with some hook and ladder as we we move into college basketball season. But Colin, national championship game tonight. You've got the dogs. You've got the under. I've got Bama on the money line. Uh, let's go. Let's get it. Colin, hook and ladder podcast. Peace out. See ya.